The premiere of Resurrection is almost here, and as a treat, a special interview with the series creator. Welcome to Resurrection Revealed. Welcome back, friends of the living. This is episode two of Resurrection Revealed, and the show notes for this episode are going to be found over at resurrectionrevealed.com slash two. And with you, once again, I am Wayne Henderson, the voice acting, podcasting guy who had a previous commitment that he could not get out of, so I'm not actually part of this interview. I'm as excited as everybody else to hear it. And I'm Troy Heinrichs with a very special treat for all you Resurrection fans out there because we are still technically pre-show airing as we recorded this episode on March 6th, 2014. We did get a chance to sit down with the series creator and executive producer Aaron Zellman. He basically shared some really great insight as to what this series is really about and kind of also what it's not about as we also discuss our favorite parts of Jason Mott's book, The Returned, which of course you can order at our Amazon affiliate store at resurrectionrevealed.com slash Amazon. Well, everybody, we're here today with the executive producer and creator of Resurrection on ABC, again, airing March 9th at 9, 8 central on ABC. And it is just so great for you to be here, Aaron, and talking with the fans. So I guess the first question we have for you today is what motivated you to create Resurrection for the small screen? Well, I can't take too much credit. It's uh, it's based on a novel by an author named Jason Mott. Um, and the novel came across my desk through my agent. You know, I, I read a bunch of stuff um, that uh, wants to be adapted toward television, and usually uh, most of it uh, I find not quite right or I'm not quite stimulated by. And then I read this, and I was just blown away, and I knew. I, I just knew I had to do it. Well, I picked up the book myself after listening to Mott's uh, three prequels that he put out uh, on Audible. And right. as I was reading it, to me, I was really excited because I'm a sci-fi guy. And uh-huh. I was like, I'm reading it, and I'm going through it, and it's like, man, this thing isn't sci-fi. There's just something different about this book. It's a broader kind of loss, grief, what should I have done with my life kind of thing. Is that the same sense you got, and how are we going to see that play out in the show? That's exactly right. I mean, um, you know, I, I do enjoy watching sci-fi. Um, I'm a fan of, of, there's plenty of stuff I love out there that's sort of in that genre. But I myself am not someone who, who writes in that genre much. I'm really about crime drama, character drama, mystery, that sort of thing. So the exact same thing happened to me. You know, I started reading the book and just the way it was pitched to me, I thought it was going to be a kind of, you know, more like a sci-fi thing. And, you know, I'm reading and flipping through pages saying, oh, this is interesting, this is interesting, what, you know, what's, what's going to happen, how is this all going to resolve? And, and then I got about halfway through it, and I had exactly the same sort of epiphany that you had. And I said, oh, that's, that's not really what this is about. This is, this is sort of a broader meditation, I guess you could say, on, on these very universal human themes of loss and grief and healing from loss. And, and that's when I was hooked. And I knew I, I really wanted to be involved. Now, Jason talked about this dining room table experience he had where he thought he had seen his mom. Yeah. So did you have something similar to that for you? You know, it's funny. I, I really didn't. It wasn't about that for me. And I think that really speaks to the universality of the, uh, the themes in the book because I really haven't had that experience of both my parents are alive. Certainly, I've lost grandparents and aunts and, and that sort of thing. But um, it didn't motivate me to write in that way. What was much more immediate 
for me was that I had gone through a very difficult divorce in the last few years and was really just coming through the other side of that when I read the book. I just felt like all everything applied, you know. Um, divorce, uh, especially mine, can be very difficult and disrupting, and, you know, suddenly all these people, your in-laws, who you were so close to, you don't see anymore. And there's a lot of loss that involved with that and a lot of grieving that you have to go through. That was my connection to it. So it just made me realize that it just made Jason's book all the more powerful, that you don't, you don't have to have lost someone, you don't have to have had someone close to you died to understand these things. There's lots of different forms that, that loss takes, that, and, and every one of us is touched by it in some way. And I think that says a lot about our humanity and what we do as humans. So do you have to dance around this concept of you know, spiritualism and faith? Did you try to balance that out as not to you know, upset the faith-based people versus the non-faith-based people as we go through the show? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I wanted to give as many people as possible a voice, you know, so I wanted to kind of write characters that all had a, had a point of view on something like this. And it, it just seemed absolutely fascinating and interesting to me to have that point of view from someone who is, you know, faith-based, I suppose you could say. But, you know, I, I don't think there's any, there needs to be any dancing around as long as you approach the issue honestly. You don't have to be a religious person to to wonder, you know, where you came from and sort of what, why you're on this planet and what the meaning of it all is. Um, those, are, those are universal questions. They're just questions that happen to be talked about more in places of, you know, worship and religious settings. But they're all the same questions that we all grapple with. It, it was, to me, about including more people, including uh, uh, more points of view in this and rather than excluding anybody. And I think that's really the key because it's all about the journey, right? As you live on Earth, what do you do with your humanity? Who are the people you associate with and those characters and relationships that you build? I'm really curious to find out your perspective for the show because as we were reading the book, obviously it's a lot about the people that come back and the relationships that you know these people that had dealt with that loss deal with the resurrected, I guess we'll call it for your show. Yes. I was really curious about the relationships amongst the living themselves, like between Maggie and her dad because of, you know, Barbara's death and everything. I guess, which side do you like better? Do you like the relationships with the returned or do you like the relationships amongst the living and how some of these secrets are coming out? Oh, you know, Troy, they're all my children. I love them all equally. I do. You have to be interested in all the characters equally um, to write them truthfully. But what I think you're bringing up is something um, very important, which is, how the return of these people affects the people they come back to and, and the interpersonal relationships. And that was something that was very much, for me, important to the fabric of the show. Because you can think about it, you know, one way I like to think about it, and, I, and as we were developing the show, we like to talk about it, was this one little eight-year-old boy has his return and his death to begin with had so many ripple effects in this small town. In the immediate, obviously, his parents were distraught about losing him. You know, there's some backstory that's not quite in the pilot, but it sort of undergirds a lot of what's there from the point of view of storytellers, which is his family, or they were a very prominent family in this town. They owned um, a furniture factory, which employed most of the people in the town. And so, uh, and, and Henry was a very powerful figure in the town. And after the death of Jacob, um, he lost his sort of mojo for that, and the company sort of went down the tubes, and they were never really, the town itself was never the way it was before. So the idea of all of that 
And what I was very interested in was by showing all the ripple effects of one little boy's death, it's a way of measuring a human life, right? It's a way of measuring the impact of one human life. And I thought that was a, that was very interesting just to really appreciate and, and sort of look into all the ways that one person's death could affect so many people, even if they're not a famous person or anything like that. So part of the return of him is the other side of that. And, and how does that affect all the people that he touched while he was alive? And, and what does that bring up? What about the past does that bring up um, in everybody's life? Because another important theme to me in, in, in the piece is, is the past. The past is a character to me, and it's immediately, suddenly present in all these people's lives. And what does that do when, you know, the version of yourself 32 years ago when your son died is suddenly very present in your life now? It, it has a, a way of making you confront your past. So all of that is to say that the interpersonal relationships with all these people are, are absolutely integral to the whole bigger concept of the show, which is the past coming back. And it's focused on this coming back to town, coming back to Arcadia. Now, Jason had mentioned, you know, that it's kind of based off of where he grew up there in North Carolina, like East Arcadia. In the pilot and in the trailers that we've seen, you know, Omar says Arcadia, Missouri. So is there a specific reason why you picked Arcadia, Missouri? Because obviously with mystery shows, every little detail, the fans kind of glom onto that and say, <laughs> there's got to be a reason why you just didn't use Arcadia generalistically. Here we're saying Arcadia, Missouri. So why that town? That's right. I was interested in, in using a town that was a little bit more Midwestern than Southern. And that's partially because I think it's a little bit more universal. You know, I grew up in the Northeast. But um, a lot of the Midwest looks a lot like the Northeast, whereas the South has a more distinctive feel. So I like the idea of it being a little bit more uh, neutral in that respect. I also like the idea of, you know, Missouri, um, I believe the statistic is that it had the second most Civil War battles in, in all of the states, which I think it surprised me. I didn't realize that. But it was also a border state. And uh, what that meant is, you know, there, there's a, a bit of a mentality, I think, in, in, in states that were kind of caught between the Civil War, um, literally, you know, brother against brother who were fighting sometimes in different sides. All of that sort of, you know, tied into me, uh, tied in for me this sense of this theme of the past and the past being sort of present and, and the land that this happened, that this event happened on, is sort of enriched and also bloodied by that past. And, you know, um, if the fans keep watching, I think they'll be rewarded for those connections. I guess the biggest question is you, you aligned yourself with Michelle Fazekas and Tara Butters to help write this show. How That's important right. was it for them to join you on this journey because of maybe their X-Files experience in writing a mystery show? Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they were tremendous. Couldn't, couldn't have happened without them. Um, you know, the pilot was developed. Uh, first, but then they came on after the pilot got picked up to help me kind of run the show and figure out all the, the complex storytelling that gets involved with something like this. I thought their experience, we were actually friends before, so it, it helped. They worked on Law & Order SVU for several years when, when I worked on Law & Order. So we were literally two buildings away from each other, and you know, and I and my sort of writing partner at the time, Mark Guggenheim, ended up marrying Tara. Anyway, all, all that is to say, we, we went way back. And so I was, I was thrilled when they were available to do this. Personally, I, we, I knew we'd get along, and their experience, I thought, was ideal. Because not only had they had the sort of mystery kind of storytelling experience that I had from 
Law and Order, but they also, as you said, brought these sort of X-Files, you know, sci-fi kind of sensibility as well, which I, which I knew we'd need and I knew I'd need help with. And I guess two questions from the fans that came in. First one being, if somebody in history were to come back to life, and you <laughs> could ask them the question, who is that person you would want to come back so you could talk to them? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. That's funny, you know, no one's, no one's asked me that before. Um, you know, I just think of the, uh, the obvious things like Lincoln, I suppose, because I, we were talking about the Civil War and that sort of thing, and I guess I'd, I'd wonder how much he really, he really cared about the issue of slavery. That would be my question for him. I don't know if he'd be honest with me, but I'd say, is that, was that what it was really about? Is that really what the Civil War was about? Because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of supposition about whether or not that was his main concern. So that's something I'd be interested in. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a great tie into the book as well. The, uh, the second question is, is one that I actually have. This is from a book reader. So we all are reading the book. And of course, the one question we always asked was, why didn't someone just go dig up Jacob's grave? Uh, so the question is, is are you going to give us a present and answer that question during resurrection? Keep watching. Doesn't hurt to try, right? Doesn't hurt to try. <laughs> I just want to thank you for your time today, Aaron. I don't know if there's anything else that you're working on, projects, charities that you'd like to get the fans behind that we can help you out with. Oh, thanks a lot. Um, you know, I am I am working on a show. Uh, charities, you know, I, 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 there's nothing that immediately comes to mind. I, I do give to a number of things, but I am working on a show for uh, Netflix, which actually was created by my brother and the two other guys who created Damages. It's untitled right now, but it's called the Untitled KZK Project for Netflix, and I think it's going to be terrific. So that's something they can they can look out for. Is that coming out 2014, or is that a 2015 release for them? The hope is that it would be the end. I believe I believe the end of 2014. Yeah. Well, we will definitely keep an eye out for that, and we will have everything about Aaron in our show notes. You can find those at resurrectionrevealed.com slash Aaron. And we just thank you again so much for taking the time out to talk to the fans today. Thank you, Troy. It was great. Again, Resurrection airs on ABC, starts March 9th. Again, that is 9, 8 central. Be sure to also watch all of ABC that evening for Once Upon a Time and, of course, Revenge at 10. Thanks again, Aaron. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Man, that was an awesome interview. Great job, Troy. And I am totally jealous and just wish that I could have gotten out of my previous commitment so I could have been part of that discussion with Aaron. Well, we needed to resurrect you in order for you to be present in the interview. That's what the show's all about. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. That was a great interview. Aaron touched on some great things that I didn't foresee was going to be maybe in the plans of the show, Resurrection. Yeah, I really enjoyed the part where he talked about, you know, people compare this to Lost already. And then we talked a little bit about characters and the character <laughs> development. What was really great was this concept about the past and how the past might come back to haunt some of these characters and how the past itself might be a character as this show develops. So I'm really curious to find out what secrets are in the closet after Jacob's passing. I'm sure they're going to be giving us answers just a little bit at a time. And also the way that Aaron Zellman talked about maybe some ties to Civil War because of how that area was kind of tied to that historic event. And wouldn't that be cool if Abraham Lincoln did return on the show? Yeah, I mean, this concept of, you know, the Civil War, and he was talking about how if Abraham Lincoln came back, that, you know, he would ask the question of, was the Civil War really about slavery? 
you know, was that really the catalyst of what the war was all about? I think the concept of war, though, and the fact that we had the North versus the South and our comrades, our brothers, you know, fighting against each other, that really struck a chord with me in this interview because as we think about the town and this town dealing with these people coming back and what does it bring up from the past, you know, are there going to be sides? You know, are there going to be people that stand with the resurrected and are there people that are going to stand with the living people? And are there feud and bloodlines going to be drawn because of some of these things from the past that come out? I agree, Troy. It's going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out. And I think a lot of that depends on how many people are going to end up returning, being resurrected um, there in the town of Arcadia, Missouri. What happens when you have things that you don't understand? And of course, you know, Agent Bellamy is here, played by Omar Epps. He's going to be, you know, facilitating probably for the government. Is the government going to do something in town with these returned, resurrected people that, you know, could we be looking at some kind of like slavery situation to determine, you know, are they going to be like, you know, corralled into something or put somewhere like like we we're talking about in, in the first episode? you know, some kind of camp, you know, is it for their protection? Is it for their study of their, from a science perspective? I think that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out and ties into the choice of using the Midwest as the scene for the show. Oh, absolutely. Because once the government gets involved in this, we've learned from many television series, they do tend to like to do experiments on people and try to get to the bottom of things in maybe not the safest way possible you know just like on under the dome we've got that giant dome that's trapped in chester's mill but is it for their protection or is it for some harm so kind of the same thing but in a different way on resurrection are they going to really take good care of these people that have been resurrected and have reappeared or are they going to maybe do some dissecting i hope not i hope not but i think this show is going to really be still about character relationships, character developments. I mean, we already have a really dynamic, you know, mixture between, you know, Henry Langston and Lucille Langston exactly. and then is, you know, Henry's brother, but the sheriff is also Maggie's dad. And it was, you know, the sheriff's wife who helped Jacob and then they both died in the river, you know, so you already have just in this one family, so much is going on that what is that character relationship going to look like? And then of course, how does it spider web from there? As he was talking about, you know, having, you know, Henry owning this furniture factory uh, in town. And of course, all the jobs that were lost because of, you know, Jacob's death and him just not having his heart in it. So uh, really great to see what this character dynamics going to be, because I think this show is going to stand on. Do you invest in these characters? Do you believe in these character stories? And then once you tie into one particular character and resonate with them, you know, you kind of have that experience we had with a show like Lost where you, you're watching, you know, uh, Charlie or you're watching Jack or you're watching Kate and you're invested in what's going to happen to them. I think that's where we're going to go with resurrection long term. Exactly. It's just like on Lost, as you said, it was about the characters. It wasn't about the unanswered question about the such and such or the, this, that or the other that we didn't get the answers to. It was about the characters and their journey and the story. And Aaron brought up that very interesting point that really stuck with me as far as how the deaths from that drowning 
kind of affected that whole little town. And it's amazing how an event that on the surface looks like it would just affect those two people and their families just sends ripples throughout Arcadia, Missouri. Interesting that you use the word ripple, and of course they fall into the river. Well, I've like got this water thing going here. <laughs> you drop on the leaf and you got the river that he falls into. So, you know, maybe that's the whole point of the show is going to be what's the ripple effect mm. of everything we make as we're alive. Very mysterious. It'll be here soon, and we will find out as we're only a few days away from the premiere. So we just want to thank everybody for listening to the interview. Again, sharing it on Facebook and Twitter. The more Resurrection fans we have out there, you know, the more this show gets heard, the more the show gets traction. It's in a very tough time slot on Sunday nights up against The Walking Dead. It's up against The Good Wife. You know, it's going to be a really tough Sunday night at 9 Eastern Pacific, 8 Central. So we need all the fans we can get. So share, share, share. Get the word out. Let people know about this interview if you're listening to it, because it's something I think every Resurrection fan is going to want to hear. Oh, absolutely, Troy. And although it can kind of be a tough time slot, I'm going to look on the positive side of things. The fact that it's right after Once Upon a Time and right before Revenge, it, we kind of touched on this on our last episode. It is a strong Sunday night lineup on ABC. So if you can just, you know, Turn your channel to ABC, keep it there, and enjoy all three totally different types of shows that are airing that night. Uh, just maybe DVR those other shows if you even care about them, but stay with ABC and with Resurrection. It's going to be awesome. And speaking of awesome, I am totally humbled and surprised and thankful for the many great iTunes reviews that we've already received for the Resurrection Revealed podcast. Thank you, everybody. It means a lot. It really helps this show become more noticeable in iTunes for when other people might be looking for the show. And of course, you can subscribe and get each new episode as they come out. And it's a podcast, so it's totally free. Even though it's in the iTunes store, it's totally free. Or if you have an iOS device, just go to the iOS podcasts app and it's kind of the same thing. Or you can now go right to our website, resurrectionrevealed.com, and you can subscribe in Stitcher Radio. Mm -hmm. We were just uh, placed into Stitcher, so you can listen to that in your car, on the web, on your iOS or Android device, anywhere you go. And, of course, you can just subscribe to the feed in any podcatcher app that you might have. And, of course, we also want to thank our one anonymous uh, boss. We have one boss so far since our first episode. So we want to thank our anonymous boss. And of course, if you want to also, you know, own a piece of the show, kind of give your feedback and let us know how you feel, you can use the uh, donations area in the right-hand sidebar of the website. And of course, your feedback is the most important thing. So head on over to resurrectionrevealed.com slash feedback, and you can leave your voice message right there. Use your computer or smartphone to just send in your MP3 audio comments, and we'll be glad to play them right here on the podcast that we will do and troy let me thank you again for uh, taking care of that whole interview i was planning on being there i was hoping to find a way to be able to be there and aaron if we ever get the pleasure to do another interview with you here on resurrection revealed i really will try everything i can to be there and be part of it but on the other side troy great job thanks wayne and uh i just want to let everybody know that the show's coming up soon and we have some great plans while the show is actually on the air 
So we are going to have a live instant reactions episode that's going to be on Sunday nights following the show. Right now we're targeting 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. So unfortunately for the West Coast, Resurrection won't have aired yet. Uh, so, But we'll try to maybe switch that up. Maybe first four uh, episodes we'll do East Coast and the last four we'll do West Coast. But right now the plan is eight, uh, 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central, 7.30 Pacific for a live chat. We'll give you our instant reactions. We'll take your questions in the chat room and hopefully get you featured on the show yourself with your great questions. And then midweek, we'll have a, a longer kind of in-depth review show where we'll take your theories, your calls. We'll play those back right from the resurrectionrevealed.com slash feedback page. And of course, maybe some more surprise interviews down the road. That would be fantastic. And both of those different Resurrection Revealed shows, they're going to be totally different in feel. And you'll probably catch on to that right away. The instant reactions, our thoughts may or may not be all that coherent right after viewing the episode. But later in the week when we do the full in-depth episode review and play your listener feedback, we'll get a chance to get all of our thoughts and theories together. And we'll really dig right in big time on those. Once again, we thank you all for listening. And we hope to see you next time here on Resurrection Revealed. Resurrection Revealed is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.